hey, welcome to In Context. This is a podcast hosted at and by Stonebridge Church in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. My name's Keith Knight. I guess I'm one of your hosts. Mm-hmm. My co-host is... Brandon Levering. Brandon Levering, lead pastor at Stonebridge Church. Come on, man. Uh. Don't, be, don't be shy. Don't be shy. <laughs> I just work here, dude. <laughs> well, uh, I'm super excited. Two weeks in a row. This is great. This is fantastic for us to be uh, back with you guys. And uh, I am super excited. Super happy about the topic of the podcast he's, today. I'm so glad we're in Hebrew. He's nerding out, people. Oh, it's, my goodness. It's almost insufferable. Uh, today, we are uh, our second sermon in our uh, he- uh, series in Hebrews was actually about angels, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and yeah. The, uh, the, the what's, what's with all the angel yeah. talk in Hebrews and what are we doing with that? So today, we get to talk about, hey, what's the deal with angels. What's up with angels, man? Why in the world does... I mean, there's the, the question relative to Hebrews, why does the author spend so much time making a contrast and comparison between Jesus and the angels? Mm-hmm. But then there's just the bigger question of, it's such a unfamiliar, mysterious, um, confused, superstitious... <laughs> there's just so many... It's not a familiar topic to people in the West today. So we thought it would be fun to kind of take a broader look at just mm-hmm. the, the question of angels and then kind of come back down to what Hebrews is doing with that. Yeah. So then let's start with let's start with misconceptions um, with angels. I, I mean, I grew up in the 80s, mm-hmm. which, I mean... Touched we, by an angel. Touched by an angel. Um, <laughs> what was the Michael Landon one? Oh, Highway to Highway Heaven. Highway to Heaven. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the depictions of angels that we get there. Um, Mine was Looney Tunes. It's like whenever yeah, whenever yeah. somebody dies, Tom yeah, and Jerry, right. whenever one of the cartoon characters dies, the next frame, they're sitting on a cloud with wings and a halo stroking a harp. That right. was my concept of angels. Right, Disem- like in- embodied but cloudy. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's, and that's um, so many people, if, if we're going to be honest and kind of uh, poke, poke the bear, so many Christians have what we would definitely say are unbiblical yeah. depictions in their minds of angels, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's often influenced either by, you know, medieval art, you know, mm-hmm. the, the whole concept of when an angel appears to Mary or Joseph to make a message, and all of the medieval art has that angel with wings and a halo. That's not in the Bible, right? No, um, right. And, uh, or just, uh, yeah, that... Medieval art, pop culture, the little baby cherubs, you know, they're like these little decorations on a on a greeting card, and um, I don't think a single cherub, you know, when you think of cherubim guarding the Garden of Eden with a flaming sword, <laughs> that doesn't work for Hallmark as well as, you know, some of our yeah. you know, Raphael's cherubs yeah. or something like that, so. Yeah, we, yeah, and uh, it's, I mean, we'll get into this here in a second more, but uh, even the the idea of the the throne guardians, the cherubim and seraphim. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, the root word for seraphim is serpent. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if you want cherub is fire, right? right? Yeah. So if you really want to mess with with that kind of the uh, the bad Christian thinking of <laughs> angels, be like, hey, you know that word means serpent. So there could be something serpentine about whatever type of creature that is that's guarding. It's a little weird, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of. Uh, it's it 
the cherubim thing, the baby, the naked baby angel thing is weird <laughs> that we chose to fixate on that as as a normal representation it is of uh, of angelic beings. It seems a little odd that we would go there. So it's not that we're trying to. Um, it's almost like we're so uncomfortable or so unknowledgeable about the biblical classifications and and uh, and testimony to angels. Mm-hmm. We felt more comfortable making up our own. Yeah, which is not theology. an uncommon thing. You know, sure. we we we. I mean, you ask anybody uh, on the street their concept of heaven, you're mm-hmm. invariably going to get an answer that is basically a whole lot of what I like best about Earth. Right. We project right. that to it, and we do the same thing with uh, spiritual creatures as right. well. So, right. Um, so let's get, let's dive into first before we get back to Hebrews. Well, let me just can I just read? Sure. Let me just read part of the section that we. Um, that we covered this past weekend, uh, Hebrews chapter one, uh, verse five, for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son today, I've begotten you or again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him of the angels. He says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the sun, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Uh, Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Um, And uh, talks about, you know, in uh, 10 through 12, uh, you are the same, your years will have no end. Mm -hmm. Uh, Verse 13, and to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Mm -hmm. Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? Yeah. So with that as the context, let's let's look um, right now at the overall scriptural context of angels. What Mm -hmm. do we know about angels from scripture? Well, you certainly recognize that there are many different kinds of angels. Mm-hmm. There's different names given to angelic beings or mm-hmm. heavenly heavenly beings, and there seem to be different functions for right. the different kinds. So, you know, Isaiah 6, the seraphim, mm-hmm. six eyes and six wings, or I, I forget exactly what the depiction is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they are constantly worshiping the Lord in yeah. His throne room, right? Yeah. Um, Contrast that, and we compare that maybe to the living creatures in Revelation four and five. Right, you know, they're right. not human esque looking things, right? right? right. Yes, um, but they are there worshiping the Lord night and day. Contrast that to the angel of the Lord, mm-hmm. who shows up in the Old Testament in all sorts of different ways, mm-hmm. um, as a pillar of cloud and pillar of fire right. in Exodus thirteen and fourteen, and then um, as a um, Oh, what was the other one? I was thinking, oh, Genesis 18. So the angel of the Lord, uh, which kind of shows up as a, a seemingly human traveler that Abraham doesn't even recognize as an angel right. in, in that scene, you know. Right. So you get different um, uh, different functions, different kinds of angels. Um, you, you only have two angels that are named in Scripture, right. Michael and Gabriel. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a... So Starting fair to point. say, fair to say also that uh, the term angel itself is not fully descriptive. Angel is a function, right? So yeah. angelos in the Greek or uh, malachim mm-hmm. in Hebrew would be messenger. Yes, so that's exactly. that's one role function. But the nature is the nature of any 
what we call heavenly host is dis disembodied as as we look at not earthly right yeah so it's sort of, they're part of that hidden heavenly realm that right. we cannot see they they exist in God's space as opposed to uh, human earthly space you know yeah um, and uh, not that again he doesn't send them on mm-hmm. on occasion to accomplish various plans for the sake of his people right so right. they're servants of God for the sake of God's people they're right. this this kind of um, uh, not intermediary in the sense of mediation, but they go between. They right. they are uh, emissaries sent on God's behalf for His plan and His people. Right, and to your point, they're not all. They're not. Uh, not only do we tend to make try to make God in our in- image, but we also tend to try to make angels in our own image. Yeah. So we are uncomfortable with. Um, the uh, the old scholarly word for the the weird kind of uh, part man part animal I think in German was Mischwesen, <laughs> which is mixed be of mixed being, mm, mm-hmm. right? Um, used to classify the you know if you have an animal face or you know like a, multiple animal faces, a Griffin or something like that, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. which is super. I yeah. mean it's it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean yeah, the living creatures in Ezekiel, uh, and they're very similar to the ones in Revelation. Right. But yeah, they're. They're uh, the stuff of nightmares. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good. Um, So let's, and I've made some, I I did make some copious notes. Oh, come on. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this. But um, uh, just to to, kind of run everybody through some names here, just in case you're interested, you can always do, there's, I I couldn't be exhaustive here or else we'd be doing this podcast for like four hours. But uh, I mentioned, so Malachim, um, is uh, kind of the plural of the Hebrew word, which is translated angels mm-hmm. um, yeah. in, into the New Testament. And it's it's rendered messengers, um, can some by, sometimes be referred to as winds mm-hmm. um, or spirits, but primarily messengers. But then you have the samayim, which is the heavenly ones. So if you see a phrase, it's heavenly ones, usually used to refer to um, to. Uh, those heavenly hosts, mm-hmm. uh, Kokabim, which is stars in Job 38, uh, 5 through 7, when the morning stars sang together. Mm. Um, that's an angelic reference. Kesedim, which is the holy ones, and that's about their proximity to God. Mm. They, they don't have righteousness of their own. It's their proximity to God. Um, and then um, one of them that is uh, the, the really hotly contested one is the difference between um, uh, when you get into the, the Hebrew word, Elohim, the mm-hmm. difference yeah. between the capital E Elohim or the yeah. lowercase e, which is more about um, the type of being that they are. Yeah, they yeah. are created, not uncreated. Big L, you know, L Elohim. Yeah, is, when we yeah. when we find that word, God's translated with a little g, yes. and of course it's the same Hebrew word. So we're applying appealing to context for right. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Deuteronomy thirty three two mm-hmm. is an example mm-hmm. of that. Yes. Where in fact Hebrews, the author of Hebrews, when he's referring. I guess he doesn't quite... Uh, what choice? It wasn't Deuteronomy. It was one of the... Yeah, it was the Deuteronomy 32 quotation in right. Hebrews. Yeah, in 32, yeah. The word in Hebrew is Elohim. Right. But he translates it with angelos. Right. Um, it, I should double-check that, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what he did there. And and I think the Septuagint did that first, the right. Greek translation of the Old Testament. Right. So that word Elohim has a, has a semantic range that might refer to the one only true God, right. also to other spiritual beings, also to false gods right. sometimes. Yeah. And, so. yeah. it's, and this is, but see, this is where, um, even with the study of angels, the thing that, and of course with us calling this podcast in context, 
our desire for any Christian who's listening to this is to as much as possible. We need to we want to get our information from scripture. Yep. Which means sometimes it's difficult. It's mm-hmm. difficult to synthesize things like this. Yeah. But um we'll we'll get to sort of why it's um it's important mm-hmm. for us to even know things about like what's the deal with the angels? Why does the author of Hebrews spend so much time on it? Um, also that there's a hierarchy of angels, right? There's different yep. status, there's different functions dis- mm-hmm. uh, that are just discussed and described in Hebrew, right? Like we said, messenger, uh, servant um, in Psalm 103 and 104, the, those ministering to God is one of the functions. Uh, the watcher, careful, that's a tricky one, oh, so don't, don't go nuts fun. with that one. That's my favorite, but I'm not going to talk about it today, <laughs> which is translated we... the wakeful ones or the, or the guardians, and um, I, I think it's, uh, I'm trying to remember... I think it's Daniel, it's, right? Yeah, da- they they occur in Daniel, but it's basically um, those who, uh, well, yeah, in uh, when Nebuchadnezzar is driven out into the wilderness to eat, mm. uh, like that is delivered by one of those watchful ones mm-hmm. who comes down and says, "Hey, Bubba, here's what's going to happen." Yeah, um, uh, and and they're the ones who watch people on earth. So there is an yeah. interest that angels have mm-hmm. in what's happening yeah. here, which is probably where we get the concept of like even guardian angels from, right? Like, yeah. 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 That would be one of those other popular misconceptions, right? right? You know, so we do right. have angels fulfilling a protective function at times. You know, you get that in Psalm 90 something, he'll, mm-hmm. he'll command his angels to, to guard you. Um, and yet then pop culture takes that and individualizes it. Yes. Like each one of us yes. has, you know, our own guardian, our own angel. guardian angel. Or we get like the angel and demon on the shoulders, yeah, you yeah. know, that's the other, that's my other favorite one. But, um, but yeah, there is this protective function, this watchful function um, that, uh, that you see, especially apocalyptic literature that seems to come out a little bit more, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you, you get a little bit clearer glimpse behind the curtain that separates heaven and earth. Right. And, and see things from a heavenly perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, we also get, uh, well, and in that too, in Zechariah 1, 10, and 11, uh, the man who was standing among the, the myrtle trees answered, these are they whom the Lord has sent to patrol the earth. Mm. Same concept in Job. Yep. I've gone to and fro on the earth, like, yep. hey, what about this dude? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that concept that there's a certain, there's an interest that angels are commanded to, to have in mm. the things of earth, which is yeah. interesting because God... Again, God doesn't need, in like, and this is the other main misconception that we may have. God doesn't need any of these beings, yeah, in order for Him to accomplish His will. But for some reason, He chooses to give them tasks mm-hmm. and and uh, and sort of stratify these beings for the work that He has. Which yeah, is interesting. Yeah, and and again, that work in each case is on behalf of God's plan of salvation for the sake of those who are to inherit it, right? right. And so whether he is leading Israel out of uh, Egypt and guarding them in the wilderness, whether he is um, inter- interceding or intervening with Joshua on the way, you know, mm-hmm. um, the commander of the Lord's army there, um, or or escorting Peter out of prison in what he thinks is a dream, mm-hmm. or is it Paul? I think it's Peter. Peter. X5, right? Yeah. Anyhow. Because he ends up at the door, and they're like, I think Peter's here. And he's like, dude, yeah, open the door. <laughs> and they, Yeah, and Rhoda, the servant girls, kind of just so here. excited. Yeah. yeah. So you, you get so many, um, so many examples, but each time they are serving 
humans yep. for the sake of God and his salvation, right. and his plan. Right, which is what the author of Hebrews gets to. Now, there is one more... Um, there's one more function that is mentioned in the Old Testament, but is never mentioned in the New Testament, and it will be applicable to what we're going to talk about with Hebrews. There was, there is a sense in a couple, um, a couple passages in the Old Testament where it speaks of sort of, sort of a mediation role, mm-hmm. which the that angel is either explaining things to yeah. human beings or helping them uh, receive things that. God wants, right? But yeah. what this has turned into, and in because what where we're ultimately getting to is is two things. Number one, um, the sort of the Second Temple Jewish understanding. Yeah. How do we get to where the author of Hebrews has to be like, hey, mm-hmm. yes, angels are kind of cool, but let's pay more attention <laughs> to Jesus, yes. right? So uh-huh. the, the biggest thing is like even naming the angels was a sort of a Second Temple Judaism yeah. thing, and and. We we could go down whole rabbit trails, but let me explain why I think this is important. Like, there's um, a couple of scholars have sort of agreed on maybe some of the reasons for mm-hmm. why you have um, apocryphal naming of mm, angels, right? Which some some people may be interested in, like foreign influence. You're personalizing angels, like mm-hmm. the time that they spent around pagan cultures, especially with those who had pantheons of gods, yeah, and and starting to assign to all the angels. Well, this you know this is the name of this one, mm-hmm. you know, and this mm-hmm. is the name of this one. Magical practices, uh, yeah. some of those cultures believed it was more powerful. Uh, spells were more powerful, yeah. or fighting demons was more powerful if you invoked angels. Um, the transcendence of God, like, well, angels took more of a mediating role with some mm-hmm. of the Second Temple uh, Jews. Uh, kind of the pre, pre-Gnostic development of thought mm-hmm. was part of it. Um, maybe some avoidance of, of too much anthropomorphic language for God yeah. that made yeah. Jews uncomfortable. Yeah. So they'd just be, well, this is an angel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, or, or just creative exegesis where they were just taking passages and or taking apocryphal things and, like, throwing yeah. in the name of it. Yeah, and, and just to clarify um, what Keith is describing, none of that's what we find in Scripture. Correct. When we talk about kind of Second Temple Judaism, uh, most of our access to that thought world comes through some of the books that were written in that, um, in that time period between uh, the building of the new temple and the arrival of Christ, and so... Uh, so the Apocrypha, which you can find in Catholic Bibles, that's one. But the main place where it gets real wild and woolly would be what's called the Old Testament Pseudepigrapha. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where you get the Book of Enoch yeah, and, and all sorts of uh, wonderfully intriguing. And, and, you know, it is an insight into the historical mindset right. of Right. of the, the Jewish people at that time. And there's a strong infatuation with angelic creatures during that season. Well, and um, that's come around to now, right? Mm-hmm, like a yeah. quite, a, quite. I know so many, like this wasn't the case. Now, I've been on Enoch for a long time, <laughs> but only within, I think, the past 10 years have I met more and more people who have been like, oh, I've read the book of Enoch. Like, and maybe they haven't made it through the whole Bible. I'm like, hold on, yes. Christian, pause. <laughs> let's go back to, let's go back to, to the goodness uh-huh. of, of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And yes. then if you have time, if you know Scripture well enough, then you have time to dig into that for fun, but maybe don't base your view yes. of Scripture on pseudepigraphal literature. Exactly, right? exactly. So, and I need to say that, especially for those of you who know how much I love Enoch. But um, but uh, this is important, too, from an understanding of where do we get some of the folk theology yep. and where did these Jews, mm-hmm. who the whom the author of Hebrews was speaking to, 
why does he drive that point home? Mm-hmm. Well, because mm-hmm. there was obviously an overemphasis of angels. Mm-hmm. And if we want to translate this too into some of the modern problems we we might have, I mean, look at two of the two of the world's major religions mm-hmm. were developed because a guy ran into a quote unquote angel yeah. in a cave who then mediated an extra biblical yeah. um, theology yeah. to them. I mean, I'm talking about Islam and Mormonism. Yep. Yeah. So both of those are the same. So like, which has has no eyewitnesses beyond the one person who receives it, as right. opposed to Judaism, where the entire world could see what God did in the Exodus. The entire world could see Christ on the cross. Right. Five hundred people saw him r- risen. You know, at one. You know, the the secrecy via so called angelic you know um, uh, revelation mm-hmm. versus. The very public, very uh, historically uh, defensible, defensible and verifiable. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't historically verify a secret meeting in a cave with an angel, right? Um, right. You can, and they did uh, wrestle with the public truth of Christ, right? But and part of it too is the author of Hebrews is in in both uh, chapters one and chapter two. Um, is shutting down the idea that angels any any longer have any sort of mm. m- mediation yeah. role between God and human beings. Correct. That has been taken by Jesus. That's done. Yeah. Like so, um, the undoing of Mormonism. The undoing of Mormonism is really. Um, Hebrews. Yes. I mean Hebrews mm-hmm. chap- chapter one and two shut it down. By way of if if the book of Hebrews is speaking about you know hey the angels are not mediators anymore this yeah. belongs to Christ you yeah. know he's he fulfills this role yep, yep. then it completely und- undoes Absolutely. it's a quick way to have a discussion with a Mormon to shut it down you know the the origins of the yeah. revelation that they received the whole right? point yeah and that's you know uh, the contrast that he draws out showing the superiority of the son over the angels right. the son is 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 the creator, the angels are created, and, and so on. Um, one of the biggest contrasts he makes, too, is the message declared by the angels, Correct. which I think in the context of Hebrews is referring primarily to the Old, Old covenant, covenant that they mm-hmm. declared. Um, Acts 7 describes it that way, Acts 7.53, mm-hmm. Galatians 3.19. Um, but also then that contrast of Jesus becomes this, like you're saying, he's the new mediator. He's the better messenger. You don't go backwards, right. which doesn't mean angels don't still play a role, right? Right. But as far as revealing God's plan of salvation, yes. now that Jesus is here, there's not something better. There's not a new chapter. Right. Um, and uh, if, you know, with all of that fascination or, or interest in angels... Um, I think, the, and we're going to, don't want to steal too much of, of Pastor Josh's thunder as right. he gets into chapter, the rest of chapter two this right. Sunday, but there's also this conception that we can have or, uh, that maybe angels are more special than humans right. or something like that, when right. in reality, what he's going to show us is that, no, Jesus didn't become an angel to save angels. Correct. Yeah. He became a human right. to save humans. Right. And there is no, I mean, to be very clear biblically, there is no redemption for angels. Yeah. Um, and that that can show us too, like one of the issues that we have with making, we can make 
we, we have two ditches as Christians. We can either fall into the completely non-supernatural side of it, yeah. which is harmful because re- if you read the Bible, you can't get your your one chapter... I mean, you're two verses in. Yeah. You, it's fraught with supernatural. By the time... The first three chapters of Genesis, if, you're, if you don't have a supernatural hat mm-hmm. on when you're reading that, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. it does require a sense of wonder and... And uh, will lead to a little bit of confusion, but the other um, the other temptation is to uh, adopt sort of a weird escapism, mm. um, where the plan of redemption is about God dwelling with His human family. The, mm. You know, I want to be with my people. So He doesn't offer redemption to the angels. Mm-hmm. He offers mm-hmm. redemption to humans. Yeah, humans who are made in the image of God. Correct. Unlike angels. Right. Angels were right. created according to their own kind. Now, right. we're not told that specifically in Genesis 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very much the, the earthly focus of, of creation. Right. But you do read uh, read that in Psalms and, and other places of the created nature of angels. Um, that's one of the uh, one of the verses that, that the author of Hebrews cites mm-hmm. is talking about how they are created. Right. Um, we're made in the image of God, and so there's just this, you know, which, which, you know, uh, it, it should be humbling, but it, it should also be clarifying. Mm-hmm. Like, angels are great. There's no, he doesn't ever bag on them in no, the book right. of Hebrews, right? right. Um, but he does remind us that if you think they're so great, look at Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the point. Yes. He's right. the main point. Right. And the point of his salvation that the angels prepared for and that Jesus ultimately declares is not their redemption, but ours. But ours, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, one little, one extra little slice in Hebrews uh, pertaining to angels is, you know, the, the idea of entertaining angels yes. unaware. Yes. Which means, brothers and sisters, they don't have wings. <laughs> I mean, I there there's uh, there is verbiage that would imply that maybe the throne guardians yeah, have yeah, yeah, winged yeah. creatures, those, right? Those particular ones. But yep. there's nowhere in scripture that tells us that the messengers of God are running around with wings on. No. Correct. Otherwise you would know immediately that it was an angel you were dealing with. Yeah. You know. Correct. So and that's why I'm always skeptical too, if somebody's describing, you know, having an encounter with an angel and they were beautiful and shining and they had wings, I'm like, hold on. Yeah, unless we, you're seeing throne guardians, which presents a whole other problem, yeah. unless you're Isaiah, I guess. But, well, yeah, yeah. And, then, and again, that's that's one of those other examples of how kind of medieval art yes, has, has, has reshaped. Yeah. And and to that point, um, you know, one of the other misconceptions that I think is extremely important to clarify, and it's related to the fact that you know Jesus didn't become an angel to save angels; he became a human to save humans. Mm-hmm. Humans do not become angels when they die. Yes. That's a massive. Right. I mean, I thought that as a kid because again that's what happens what on looney tunes right yeah. and and you see it and and um and sometimes it's just kind of a well-meaning statement we might sure. say to someone who's grieving you know they're an angel now or right. they're your angel in heaven and but as far as humans don't cease to be human right uh their their souls are with the lord their mm-hmm. bodies are in the ground waiting for the resurrection where they will be fully and truly human right, right. um we don't grow wings in god's presence right. and which is one of the many reasons why some of the heaven tourism books are completely bunk, mm-hmm. because what they describe seeing is nothing close to what Scripture actually says. Right. And and you know one of the telltale signs is when they're describing deceased relatives walking around with halos, with halos and, and, yeah. and wings. Mm-hmm. That is not biblical. Right. And so the angels, you know, to your point, 
um, that, that, you know, First Peter describes it, that this great plan of salvation that even angels long, long to, to look, look into. In. Mm-hmm. There's something unique about God's plan of redemption for humanity that he uses the angels to kind of announce and, and, and minister in different ways, but they don't even get to see the big picture mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. What has been revealed to us in Jesus is even more than what some of the heavenly creatures, mm-hmm. which is just mind-blowing. It is really the, is, yeah. the fact that God would reveal himself in his plan of salvation to us, um, that should just never be taken for granted. Well, isn't that what, like, so you know, kind of putting the exclamation point on this, isn't that what the author of Hebrews is really trying to drive Absolutely, home? absolutely. We must pay much closer attention to Jesus right. um, and, uh, and his salvation. And um, uh, yeah, there, there, there's no better message coming. Um, don't neglect what is in front of you. Right, you know? that would be like... That would be like showing up to see a, a, like a, a sporting event. Like, let's say, now, regardless of what you think about LeBron James's views on things, so settle down. <laughs> but if you got to see him play basketball live, you'd take it, trust me. That would be like going to a game to see LeBron James, and you're watching the commentator the whole time. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. And he's like, no, look at this dude. Like, watch what watch what yeah. he's doing. Like, yeah. you know, they're looking at him, but we're looking at them. Like, oh, no, describe it to me. Like, <laughs> Just watch Just him. Watch him. <laughs> yes, so that's that, great. You know, that's uh, that's what the author of Hebrews is trying to do, yeah. is to try to get our eyes off of peripheral things that yeah. are not unimportant. They're not bad. But they're not essential. They're not the thing. They're not the main right? thing. Right? And so yeah. the, the main point of the book of Hebrews is look at the main thing. Like, as, as wonderful as angels are and as much study as you could do on them, and you could do a ton oh, of yeah. study, but if it doesn't ultimately... If all of these kind of supernatural um, pet um, rabbit trail things uh, are they're fun to look into, if they take our eyes and our hearts off mm-hmm. of Christ and the salvation that He's offered to people, yeah. we're in bad territory. Yeah. You're allowing, right? yeah, allowing ourselves to get distracted by good but secondary things. Whereas if you're really paying attention to the angels as they're described in Scripture. And uh, then they're actually going to help you magnify the main thing mm-hmm. because that's what they're doing. Mm. So, f- you know, follow their lead in that yeah. respect and, yeah. and pay homage to Christ. Yeah, that's good, man. One of these days, one of these days, maybe we can just get into, uh, you know, the fallen angels. Oh, maybe. yeah, that's days. a whole side we it didn't we explore. Can't go, we can't do it right now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. The, you know the one the one question that has always bugged me is not how did man fall that makes sense to me it's how did mm. Satan fall yeah um, so that's another question that's another, another day. topic for another day friends <laughs> um, but uh, thanks for joining us if you guys have any peripheral that we just scratched the surface on a lot of this stuff I um, again we hope what you take away from every episode is to look to the Bible for um, it's really it's fulfillment in Christ. It's pointing to Jesus and God's plan of salvation to redeem humanity and how wonderful that is. So we invite you to uh, be in your word. Uh, keep joining us. If you have any questions or you want us to address a topic, please, by all means, you can uh, you can email us. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the main church email? Um, you, can, you can even email me, <laughs> KeithK at stonebridgesite.com right. or stonebridge.church. Um, uh, send us your questions, uh, things that you would love for us to address. I think it's online at Stonebridge. Online at Stonebridge.church. Yeah, yeah that, you could do that too. But um, 
Uh, man, we're going to get nailed for forgetting that, aren't we? I know. Yeah, it's okay. We love you. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us uh, on In Context. And we'll see you next time.